Hi. So, a while ago, some people asked me to rate some horror movies for Halloween. Um, I'm a bit late, (laughs) but I did, over, like, the past four weeks, accumulate a few movies, um, that I guess are, like, Halloween-ish. Um, at first I started off watching horror movies, and then I just kind of got into... I watched two that were just kind of Halloween-esque. Um, so I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna jump right into those. So, first movie I watched was The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Um... 2016, um, it's rated R, and it's one hour and 26 minutes long. Um, it's, almost all of these are on Netflix, the last one isn't, but, um, Netflix described it as ominous, gruesome, and gory. Uh, the synopsis is, when father and son coroners investigate the death of a beautiful Jane Doe, they find increasing, increasingly bizarre clues. Um, it doesn't say what the clues are, or what the clues are to. Um, just increasingly bizarre clues. So it has an 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, but the rankings that I gave it were a 6 out of 10 overall, a 7 out of 10 for scariness, and a 3 out of 10 for storyline. The storyline, there wasn't really much there at all. Um, It really wasn't... The most interesting thing about the movie was the stuff that they found on her body. There was no storyline other than that. Um... There, it was just, it wasn't a great movie. There was way too much suspense way too early on. Um, the the sound effects and the editing didn't line up quite right. Um, there were, like, there was one scene where the cat in it, like, meowed, but the cat didn't, like, move. Um, so the sound effects and editing weren't, quite there. Um, it was also really confusing. There, like, nothing was being explained properly, um, and there were just, like, nothing was happening, and nothing was being explained. Like, they found one thing, and they were like, oh my gosh, and then they moved on to another thing. Like, it wasn't that they didn't explain the whole process of what the certain thing meant. Like, there was, they found a flower, and that was, like, the most explanation that anything got in the movie, because it's a paralyzing agent, and they figured out that someone must have forced her to eat it or something. But that's much explanation as anything got in the movie. Like, they burned the cat because the cat died, How the cat died? We don't know. It went into an air vent and died. Why did they burn the cat? We don't know. Why not, I guess? So, um, 
it was really short. It, like, it felt short. It was really long, but it was so short. (laughs) That makes no sense. But, like, it just, it felt like nothing happened, but everything happened. Like, it was going by really slowly and then really fast. So, um, and it really didn't, the storyline, it just wasn't there. Like, there was no beginning, there was no middle, there was no climax, there was no end. It just kind of, hey, here's a body, it's weird, and now you're gonna die. That's pretty much all that happened. Um, There was, like, nothing for the first hour and 15 minutes. And everything interesting or important happened in, like, the last 15 to 30 minutes of the movie. So, it, I didn't, it was okay to watch once, but I don't think I'd ever want to watch it again. Um, I might play it, like, in the background while I'm doing something else, but I wouldn't, like, sit down and want to watch it. Um, oh, also, by the way throughout the whole, um, podcast episode, um, there will be spoilers, so, I mean, if you want to skip over the spoilers, I mean, go ahead, but it's, they're, the movies aren't that, some of them are that interesting, or you've probably already seen them, so, the next one I did was the 2016 movie Hush, which was also on Netflix. Um, It's rated R, and it was one hour and 21 minutes long. And Netflix described it as violent, scary, and suspenseful. The synopsis is, a deaf writer who retreated into the woods to live a solitary life must fight for her life when a masked killer appears in her window. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a... um, 93%. My rankings were a 6.5 out of 10 overall, a 4 out of 10 scariness, and a 4 out of 10 storyline. I didn't really have many notes on this. There were underdeveloped, pointless characters. There were pretty much only two characters that were consistent throughout the movie, and only one of them like, built as a character, um, so yeah, um, the, it was a bit predictable at times, not, like, too predictable, but there were certainly times that you were like, "Mm, I saw that coming, um, there were a lot of unnecessary details, um, By the way, I'm reading my notes, and I watched this a while ago, so I don't remember all of the unnecessary details. I remember, like, um, her, in the beginning of the movie, they spent, like, five minutes with, um, her talking to her friend and her sister and, um, not talking to her ex-boyfriend. Um, like, they're, she talked with her friend for a few minutes about how her friend was going to learn sign language and take sign language classes. Um, she talked to her sister about how she was doing okay in the woods and 
about her ex-boyfriend. And then there, I kid you not, there was like two minutes total in the movie where like she was either debating or calling her ex-boyfriend. Um, and he didn't appear in the movie at all. So it wasn't really, the characters weren't necessary. The, I don't think the friend was really necessary either. The only thing that the, her friend was involved in was that her friend's husband came in later in the movie and, like, distracted the murderer and, but, like, other than that, he really didn't have a use. Um, he ended up dying. And there was no real climax, either. Um, I guess the- maybe it was, like, her friend's husband dying, um, I guess? Because there wasn't really- I can't think of anything else that would be the climax. Um, also, the different endings were a bit strange. Um... Like, she's a writer, and the, like, it, like, symbolized, I guess, like, her, like, thinking up different endings, um, for the story that was her life, um, and she was like, if I go that way, I'll die, if I go this way, I'll die, what way can I go that I won't die, um, so... Uh, that's all I really had on that movie. Um, yeah, that, it was, it was okay. It was okay. It was more like thriller than scary or horror. Like, there were a few jump scares and it was, like, suspenseful. But it wasn't really, like, scary, you know? Okay, the next one that we did, or I did, was the um, 1991 movie Silence of the Lambs. Um, It's rated R, and I just now realized that I didn't put the running time, so I'm going to look that up. Um, Okay, two hours and 18 minutes. Uh, The synopsis is... Oh, first, Netflix describes it as chilling, dark, and suspenseful. The synopsis is... FBI trainee Clarice Starling ventures into a maximum security asylum to pick the diseased brain of Hannibal Lecter, a psychiatrist-turned-cannibal. Um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it got 96%. My rankings was a 7 out of 10 overall, a 2 out of 10 for scariness, and an 8 out of 10 for, um, storyline. It was longer than all of the other ones. Um, you can, I mean, like, running time and just kind of watching it. It was a really long movie. I sat down, like, four times. I watched this in, like, four separate pieces. 
it just wasn't it it wasn't like that um like sh- short it was really really long but it was good so um aged well but it also didn't that's one of my notes here um it aged well being like there was a trans person in it okay saying that out loud makes it like seem bad um <laughs> like just cuz there there was a trans person doesn't mean that it aged well but um the fact that it was a trans person didn't really bother anyone in in the storyline um but it also was really anti-feminist anti-feministic i it well, it wasn't very um accepting of girls um uh yeah it was a bit unrealistic uh a bit yeah <laughs> um there was like one part where like the collateral for not collateral the bribe for Hannibal Lecter to give um, Clarice information was like he got to go, he got transferred to a less maximum security center with like windows, and he got to go for a week every year to um, a beach, and that's just kind of not really anything. Uh, the synopsis covered, like, half of the story. Like, there wasn't even... Not only was, um, she sent to talk to him, but, like, there was a whole other plot going on while that was going on. And there was an unnecessary subplot about, like... So, the main plot was that Clarice was talking to Hannibal Lecter and then like 20 minutes into the movie we find out that it's her boss sent her there to talk to him so they could get information on a serial killer um and there was like a subplot where like they spent like an hour a total of like at least 25 minutes in the movie um going over just the one victim's death um like, Clarice went to her house and stuff, and it was just a bit unnecessary, uh, and she, like, there was the plot of this, I think it was a senator's daughter was kidnapped by the serial killer, and I just think it was, there were many things that were really unnecessary about it, um, it, like, sort of hints at a second movie. I'm not sure if there is one. I think there is, but I'm not sure. Um, if there is, though, I should look that up and see if there is, because if there is, I want to watch it. Um, it was more weird and creepy than scary. Like, it was just strange. The The serial killer was a trans man, 
who uh, was kidnapping people and wait I don't was it this I don't know there was a trans man who was kidnapping people and like skinning them and like making a bodysuit out of their skin but now that I think about it I don't think that 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 they were the serial killer that they were looking for but they might have been. I don't remember. Um, it just... It's like a long episode of Criminal Minds. It really is. It really is just like a long, long episode of Criminal Minds. Just with different characters. Because it... Very much has that same vibe to it. That there's like a team of people trying to figure out who kidnapped the girl. Um, Alright, the next one is the 26th movie, The Boy. It's PG-13, and it the running time is 1 hour and 38 minutes. The synopsis is, a nanny is hired by a couple to look after their boy. She's shocked to learn that they're that her charge is actually a doll that the couple treats like a human. Um, the Rotten Tomato score is currently, when I, when I first watched the movie, I think it was 38, but I didn't write it down, so I looked a few minutes ago, um, and it's 30%. A 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, horror movies don't often get good ratings, but that's just really bad. <laughs> um, my rankings were a 4 out of 10 overall, a 4 out of 10 for scariness, and an 8 out of 10 for storyline. The only reason scariness was as high as it was was because I did not like the way Brahms looked. I didn't like it. At all. So, uh, I've seen it before, like, oh, excuse me, um, I've seen it, like, before I watched it for this, I watched it with my friend Audrey, um, and we just thought his name was hysterical, so, um, yeah, I didn't remember much of it, though, so, it was predictable until almost the very end, which basically like if you watched it there were a few things that you're like eh, okay didn't see that coming but the rest of it was pretty much like yep 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 saw that one too so the characters were a bit underdeveloped now this one the only character that i thought was developed was, um, you know, I don't even think, yeah, no, never mind, um, they were all really underdeveloped, like, there were also really unnecessary characters, like, um, Greta's ex-boyfriend, Cole, comes and, um, he's there for some reason, um, 
And Brahms doesn't like him. Uh, and Cole ends up smashing the Brahms doll, and, like, it, Cole was really unnecessary. Uh, where was I? Um, when you, when you find out that Brahms is still alive, the whole story just, like, changes. Because, like, earlier on, there were a few things that, like, were like, oh my god, is it Brahms? And yes, just not the doll. <laughs> like, there's one scene where she's in the shower getting ready for a date with Malcolm, the delivery boy. And her dress and necklace, like, get stolen out of the bathroom, which I think, I don't know why there's a hole in the bathroom into the walls. Uh, bit creepy, Brahms. Uh, whew, excuse me. Um, Brahms is just really creepy in general, and he kind of ruins the story. Like, when you find out that he's, like, real and alive and didn't die in a fire when he was eight, it's just kind of, it's like, oh, well, it's not just a possessed doll. It's just a literal 38-year-old man just walking around in walls, moving the doll. That's not, like, it just kind of, it would have been scarier if Brahms, like, was possessing the doll. There were a few jump scares in it, but it wasn't that, like, scary. There weren't any, like, ah, moments. There were, like, oh, moments. <laughs> Sound effects that I just made. Um, the end w- was, like, really dragged out. Um, she, when they were trying to, okay, this is gonna sound, all of this is gonna sound weird unless you, like, watched the movie before. Um, like, when they're trying to escape Brahms when they're in the walls and Malcolm, like, gets hit on the head or whatever, it, you could have just brought Malcolm with you. You could have opened the door together and run run out of the house together. You didn't have to... You didn't have to just kind of leave them there. Um, also, why... Why... Why did the, the parents feel the need to, like... Eh, you know? It was just kind of... Yeah, and you'll know what I'm talking about if you've seen the movie. I just don't wanna, don't wanna bother to explain that. Uh, the kiss at the end with Brahms was creepy. That was like the creepiest part of the movie when, like, Brahms has a list of rules, and one of the rules is like a kiss goodnight. And the it made me really uncomfortable to watch the scene where like he was like, "Can I have a kiss goodnight?" And she was like, "Okay," and and. It was just really uncomfortable. Okay, moving on from that one. Uh, Oh, the next one. This is a personal favorite of mine. Um, The 1991 movie, The Addams Family. Also on Netflix. It's PG-13, which I thought it was just PG. But it's PG-13. But I like now that I think about that, that makes sense. Um... It's one hour and 50 minutes long, and Netflix describes it as deadpan, irrelevant, 
irrelevant. I read that as irrelevant. No, it's irreverent and comedy. So, um, the synopsis. When a man claiming to be Fester, the missing brother of Gomez Adams, arrives at the Adams' home, the family is thrilled. However, Morticia begins to suspect the man is a fraud. With the help of a lawyer, Fester manages to get the Adams' clan evicted. Gomez realizes that Fester is trying to swindle the family fortune and must and he must challenge him. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 64%. My ranking's 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 overall. A 0.5 for scariness. It's not scary. Um, and except for like a few characters in it, but like it's not scary. Um, and a 9.5 out of 10 for storyline. This storyline was like way better than like all of the other movies. All of the other movies had like sucky storylines. It just kind of it wasn't it in the other movies, but this storyline is actually there and like you can actually tell what's going on when it's happening. It like it it was not like scary, but like it you could you knew what was happening. Um. Okay. Notes. <laughs> Lurch always scared me as a kid. Lurch did always scare me as a kid. The butler was just like. Mm-mm, he wasn't. He wasn't it, you know? He wasn't it. Excuse me. The, um, the lines in the movie were so, so funny. There were a few lines that are just, like, wonderful. Like, (laughs) the, they're, like, depraved orgy um romping with the gate there were just like thing you're a handful thing being you know like the hand that's the just the severed hand that walks around i just think that the the lines were great um cousin it when me and my sister were kids that he was or my sister and i when when we were kids, we thought Cousin It was the funniest thing. Like, it was... The whole movie is funny. It's, like, one of my favorite movies. But, um... It just... Cousin It, like, with his high-pitched, like... Non-words. <laughs> we just thought it was really funny. The fencing scene at the beginning with the flips and the pen was a bit much. Like, when um, Tully was there and Gomez was, like, sword fighting him and then steals his pen. It was just, it was a bit much. Um, (laughs) The green screen when Thing is running and the hurricane scene were just really bad. The green screen at all. Like, the green screen, you could tell when there was a green screen. Like, yeah, it was 1991, so the editing wasn't great back then, but it was, like, 
it was kind of funny to watch. Ooh, excuse me, yawning. Ah, gosh. Um, yeah. So the green screen wasn't quite. Mm. There were a few parts that might motion, might motion trigger sickness, might trigger motion sickness. Um, like they're. They were, like, going down the slide to get to the vault, and, like, it goes on for, like, a full 30 seconds, and it's just really, like, they're moving fast down a slide that's, like, twisting and turning, and it, I had to pause it there (laughs) and just kind of, like, watch it in separate parts. It was a bit much, um... The relationship between Gordon and his mom isn't quite right. Um, There were certainly a few times when um, I was like, "Mm, that's a bit questionable for an interaction between a mother and her son. Uh, Please don't do that. Yeah. Why does the elementary school have a dressing room? behind the stage like at the talent show thing it why why there was like a full-on like dressing room with like mirrors and stuff why what elementary school has that and what was the occasion for that talent show play thing like they had like a class singing but they also had two kids performing shakespeare with, like, fake blood that sprays on everyone. And, like, death. Um, so I just want to know, like, what what the purpose of that was. Um, the mamushka scene. The mamushka scene is, like... That was another thing that my sister and I really liked about the movie when we were little. Um, was the, the mamushka scene. The dance was just funny, and the fact that Fester just kind of went along with it, it was it was great. Um, <laughs> the crying children scene, I just like children suffering. That sounded really bad. I don't like children. Um, I just thought it was funny to have like Morticia Adams being a kindergarten teacher. Um, making a bunch of children cry. Kind of funny. The the Girl Scout scene and the FedEx scene. The FedEx scene when, when Thing is like running through the office with with his wagon of boxes and just like throwing them at people. Um, and the Girl Scout scene. I just love Wednesday's comeback to the Girl Scout when um, she when the Girl Scout asks if the lemonade that they're selling is made from lemon, like, real lemons, and she's like, yeah, and she's like, okay, I'll buy a buy a cup of your lemonade if you buy a box of my Girl Scout cookies, and then Wednesday is like, are they made from real Girl Scouts, and then the Girl Scout walks away. I just thought that was funny. Um, yeah, so I just kind of love the movie, and at the end, when you find out that, um, Gordon who pretended to be Fester, actually is Fester, and she had just been brainwashed 
it was kind of like, oh, wow, fun. Uh, yeah. And just that it was like a nice, happy little ending. Why did Morticia's like thing that she was knitting have three legs, though? That's my only question about that the ending of the movie like why did it have three legs you're both human it's not gonna have three legs but you know i mean it could but that's a very slim chance okay last one we did wasn't on netflix um the 20 2005 2005 movie the corpse bride not on netflix but um when i looked it up it was um, described as animation and fantasy, which, gee, thanks. Um, it's rated PG, and it's one hour and 18 minutes running time. The synopsis is Victor and Victoria's families have arranged their marriage. Though they like each other, Victor is nervous about the ceremony. While in the woods practicing his vows, a true branch tree branch turns into a hand and drags him into the land of the dead the hand belongs to emily a girl who was murdered by her love and now wants to marry victor victor must get back above ground before victoria marries the villainous barkus bittern it has an 84 percent on rotten tomatoes my rankings like a seven and a half out of ten overall a 0.5 for scariness and um like an 8.5 for the plot line uh there were certainly some holes in the plot line that were missing and it wasn't it didn't make much sense like it made sense but not like a lot of it um so disclaimer about this one i was like doing stuff when i watched this like I was baking something, I think, and I just kind of was going back and forth between the two things, and I had, like, started it and stopped it and started it and stopped it, so I was, like, watching, like, maybe five minutes at a time, um, so I also wrote the notes for this, like, four hours after watching it, so there's not going to be like everything here and it's not going to be in order and it's not going to be in detail um yeah emily reminded me of tinkerbell because tinkerbell like can only show one emotion at a time and emily very much reminded me of her in that way because like she was happy and then when she found out that Victor was seeing Victoria, she got jealous and no other emotion. And then she got sad with no other emotion. And her emotions changed, like, like really fast. So, it, she, I just, my thing, my head went, hey, that's kind of like Tinkerbell. Um, why did Victoria like Victor? Just because he could play piano honestly like they met one time before they were supposed to get married and victoria walks in on him playing the piano and she's like oh my god i kind of like you though 
Like, he was playing piano. It's not... That's... Okay, whatever. It's a cute movie. It is a cute movie. It's, it's like, a nice little... It's a nice little thing. It's not, like... It's a musical, kind of. Like, there's songs in it. And... My sister tends to, like musicals, but she didn't want to watch Corpse Bride with me. I don't know why. Um, Lord Bitten, Bittern, Bittern? Bitten. I don't know how to say his name. Lord Bitten, Bittern, Lord B. I'm gonna just, yeah. He was obviously the one who killed Emily, like, from just, like, his strange like, introduction and being. His plan to kill Victoria after they got married, and, like, his silhouette in the song where they're explaining what happened to the corpse bride. Like, it all just kinda... You pretty much predict that. You're like, ah! Oh. Okay. Um, there wasn't much of a happy reaction, or, like, any reaction at all from Emily when he drank the poison. Uh, like, yo, the guy that that killed you just, like, just died. And you're not gonna have any, any reaction at all to that? Like, another, like, example of her being like Tinkerbell. She was just mad. She wasn't, like, happy when he drank the poison. She was. She didn't even, like, grin. The only reaction to it at all was, like, all of the dead people being, like, mm, let's kill him once he's dead. I don't even... I don't know what. They, like, brought him into a closet or something. Or something. Like, in the church. And then like the cook had like a fork or something and like it implied like they were gonna kill him but he was already dead so like what the heck did they do in there so yeah um victor's dog was a bit unnecessary it was cute but unnecessary like scraps was just kind of there like he had no purpose in the story i mean the most important thing that he did was, like, bring Victor back to Emily, but, like, like, led him there, not, like, brought them back together. Like, he just led him there, so, it, like, it was unnecessary. Um, it, it, why were all of them white? Why were they all white people? It, like, it, it was hard to tell what race the dead skeletons were, but, like, all the living people and the fleshy dead people were, like, white. They were, There were no, like, black or Asian or indigenous or any other people. They were all just, like, white people. Like, the most variety they had was, like, um, French guy. But that's still white it's french white but it's still white um it, it's just kind of like that kind of movie that you only need to watch once 
like like actually watch once you you kind of know once you know what's gonna happen it's like only watching it for the songs it's not really there's not really much else to it um because once you know that the guy is like who killed her it's just kind of boring so it it's it, i mean it's not boring it's just kind of like okay yeah it's boring I mean, some people like it. That's totally cool with me. I mean, if someone else wanted to watch it, I'd be willing to watch it with them. But I wouldn't, like, take time out of my day purposefully to watch it. As I would, like, The Addams Family. Which I love. <laughs> um, yeah, so that is going to conclude my rating of... Um, horror slash Halloween esque movies. Four weeks after Halloween, but you know we're getting something out there, and it's not like five minutes long. Someone asked me to do it. I did it. They didn't ask me specifically to do it for Halloween. I was going to, but you know. Eh. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed. I will try my best to put something out every Sunday from now on. Uh, And I really need other suggestions. So feel free to, like, DM me on Instagram. Um... No, but really, I do do need ideas on what to talk about. And if there's, like, something that you want me to, like, make a whole episode on, like, go in detail on, like, I will. Um, Just let me know any way you can or want to. So, yeah. I will talk to you next Sunday. Goodbye, my children, and have a wonderful rest of your day, night, afternoon, morning. Have a good rest of your life. Okay, bye.